your TV had to warm up. Yes. You'd turn yes. it on and it would take like a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. To, to, for everything to be showing. And I was thinking just the other day that when I turn mine on, it's on instantly. But before a show is actually playing, it's basically booting up like a computer. It's almost like it's warming up again. I now have right. a, th- a thousand channels and streaming services and everything else, but it's still kind of warming up. Right, right. Let's peek inside the mind of a boomer. This is Boomer Randomness, a podcast dedicated to the baby boom generation with random observations about boomer life from boomers, including topics like music, movies, memories, marriage and divorce, retirement, bucket lists, kids and grandkids, travel, medical crap that old people talk about, and a whole lot more. Here is your boomer host, Bernie Lucas. So this is part two of a conversation with my friend and future brother-in-law, Tim Walker. We're talking about TV your your sister and my fiance suggested an, an interesting topic for us to, to look at. We're talking about you know older older shows in the boomer era or just television in general, but commercials, the slogans and jingles for some commercials. And I'm thinking just some of the slogans like "Where's the beef?" Wendy's. Yeah, yeah. Um, don't squeeze the Charmin. Remember that whole that That's whole right. series? Obviously, Charmin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was never able to get this one right, and I don't even have it on my notes here. The two all-beef patty special sauce, cheese, pickles, uh, onions. McDonald's whatever. Big Mac. Absolutely. Yes. yes. As a child, we actually would go in, and if you'd say that to the person waiting on you, you'd get a free Big Mac. Yeah. <laughs> I wish I had known that. Uh, yeah. Oh, and this one, I, I even watched this. I watched all of these preparing for our conversation here because they're all available on YouTube somewhere. And I, I didn't even realize I got the product wrong on this one. Mamma Mia, that's a spicy meatball. Ooh, is I that thought, Chef Cardi or? Well, that's what I thought when I was first looking at it. It's like, oh yeah, it's for one of those products. Um, but no, it was it was for Alka-Seltzer. Oh, okay. <laughs> they had, yeah, Chef Boyardee and some other Italian mm-hmm. products that had, you know, an Italian type person. But um but yeah, that was for if you ate too much of that spiciness and needed to calm right, your stomach down. Right. Alka-Seltzer. Do you remember that Coca-Cola jingle? The, uh, the one? The real folk songy one? I'd like to teach the world to sing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'd like to teach the world to sing. Sing with me. That became a hit on, on the radio. It did, yeah. Well, something else I was thinking about in the the, uh, the boomer era versus, you know, the early days versus now in terms of television. Until the 80s, we had basically three networks to choose from. You had to watch the shows on the day and time that they aired. You'd only, you would only see them a second time if they came back as reruns in the summer or whatever. In the later 80s and through the 90s, you could videotape shows if you could figure out how to program your VCR. In the 2000s, uh, we got hundreds and hundreds of traditional channels and streaming services and thousands of shows to watch on demand. Uh, and today you can find the old shows. And I think you and I were talking about this. We do that. We go back and find some of the yep. old ones. All the time. One that I went back to look, uh, if you ever watch in, in newer versions, like the last 20 years, NCIS, do you ever right. watch that? 
I've watched every NCIS. I'm, I'm, I don't go back and watch the repeats of NCIS as much as I do some of the others. Yeah. Like, I'll go back and watch the um, Gunsmoke, Bonanza. You mentioned the Waltons earlier. Yeah. I've watched every one of those more than once. Um, Little House on the Prairie, another fan oh, yeah. that I go back. Yeah. And, and yeah. that one having a connection to Bonanza in the form of That's right. Michael Landon. And also a connection to another one um, about the angel, where Michael Landon was the angel. Right, right. I can't remember Somehow. the name of that one, but I know that yeah. one. Yeah. Yep. And it's funny because those, I mean, those shows were very popular in, in my family growing up. And my sister to this day likes those shows. Your sister to this day likes those shows. Right, right. I was never a fan. I don't know what's wrong with me, but yeah. <laughs> nothing's wrong with you. We all have different tastes. Yeah, yeah. But the NCIS, there's a character on the main one called Ducky, Doctor Mallard, yep. played by um, David McCallum. And uh, the show I remember, or first was aware of him back in the '60s, was called The Man from Uncle. Did you ever hear That's of that? Right. Or watch that. Yeah. He yes, was, again, a show my parents wouldn't let me watch, but I remember him on it. Right, right. And I went back and found that one on YouTube last year and watched just the first episode. And it's just so funny to watch. I mean, it was it was based on all the James Bond movies. It was that type of thing, spy thriller right. kind of thing, but, you know, not particularly a thriller. And the lead right. character, another actor whose name I can't remember now, but he was kind of the James Bondish, you know, suave kind of guy, and got all the girls. and And David McCallum's character was something like a, a scientist or or a tech geek or something. But um, and he was just in the first episode. He's like barely in the thing. But his character Ilya Kuryakin became very popular. And in the later episodes and in later seasons, they were really co co stars of this. With Mash. Oh yeah, I watched every one of those. Love yeah. all Alan Alda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's great, and that was yeah. A lot of shows, and you mentioned all in the family does did this too. But a lot of shows would, in the cloaked in the comedy of the show, were it was addressing some issues, and yeah. you know, and like Mash, set in the Korean War, but playing during the time of the Vietnam War, and uh, and kind of. You know, kind of addressing social issues without slapping you in the face and being preachy about right. it. Right, um, right. Yeah, similar to what I was mentioning with the Connors now. Right. That's what they did. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you were mentioning the different networks, and you said three, right? Yeah. So I was going back into my, my time as a kid. I'd have to stand up and turn the TV on, first of all. That, that in itself is... Uh-huh. Was, when you think about it, I'd hate to be doing that today. Yeah. Um, and we were watching, I was in D.C., watching channels 4, 7, and 9. Is that what you were talking about? Uh, yeah, yeah. And then uh, 5 came around, which was Fox. And then 20, which yeah. is WDCA, I believe. Yeah, and then 26 yeah. was another one. Yeah, one of them is the CW network. If your antenna was perfect, you could pick up Baltimore stations, 2, 11, and 13, I believe. Yeah. But now, there's so many... You know, there are so many shows. You'll get a kick out of this. I actually DVR every single new show that we watch. Wow. I have a list. There are 70 shows that I actually tape on a regular basis. Uh-huh. So I can't miss the new shows. And then I have to go back and look at the reruns if I so choose. Yeah. But uh, it's just not to mention the fact that I'm streaming as well, you know, on Hulu, Netflix, Amazon, 
Discovery, Paramount Plus, Peacock. You know, <laughs> this is the TV house, basically. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's kind of what is. A, I remember that the time we visited you. You know, because uh, you you grew up in the Washington D.C. area, but you've been living in in Tampa, Florida, for what five years now. Seven, seven. Seven years. Wow. Time flies. That's another boomer thing. Yeah. Time just keeps flying. I know. But we visited you a few years ago there, and, and you've got that really nice TV set up, and you actually know how to use your remotes, unlike me. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, I got the fancy remote, too, because I wanted to make sure it worked right for everybody. Yeah, yeah. Right. But that's interesting with the news. I mean, I tape, I tape NBC uh, Record. I can't even call it tape, but Record DVR, um, uh, NBC Nightly News with Lester Holt. But and I watch others, but I don't, I don't record them. But that's well, it, you certainly can keep up to date doing that. Um, yeah, I don't record sports shows or news because by the time I, I would watch the sports show or the news, I'd already know what's going on. Yeah, yeah. I know, I'd know the final of the game, so I don't, I don't record those. Yeah. I know people that do. Yeah. But I just, <laughs> oh, so I misunderstood. So what is it you you just record? You record specific shows on these news channels. Seventy of them. I have seventy oh, on the gotcha. list. I see. You'll get a kick out of this too. I keep it alphabetized in an Excel spreadsheet, so I don't forget <laughs> which ones I've taped, and then it matches up to the TV a little bit. You know. <laughs> yeah, but it, yeah, that's that is something. I mean, that's that's. One of the contrasts we're talking about between, you know, you know, we're both boomers and we grew up in the, you know, in the era of the three and then four channels yeah. um, and what we can do now. And obviously, I mean, I don't, I don't know if we could have even envisioned the possibility of doing something like this oh, uh, you no. know, in our youth. No, not at all. Here's here's another little ironic thing. You walk you walk up to your TV and turn it on. And if you want to change the channel, you had to walk up to the TV <laughs> And turn it, you know, and um, and the earliest remotes were wired. It was a box and a wire right. connected to you to make sure you didn't trip over it. But you remember you had your TV had to warm up. Yes, you'd turn yes. it on and it would take like I don't know, minutes, yeah, yeah, to to for everything to be showing. And I was thinking just the other day that when I turn mine on, it's on instantly. But before a show is actually playing, it it's basically booting up like a computer, and so it's kind of reminded me. It's like it's almost like it's warming up again. I now have right. a, th- a thousand channels and streaming services and everything else, but it's still kind of warming up. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine getting out of my recliner to turn a channel every time I need to change something. Boomer randomness. I'm Bernie Lucas chatting with Tim Walker, my friend and future brother-in-law, about TV in the boomer era. I think I told you earlier, when, I, when we actually turn on TV on here, every room is set up the same where we turn on the weather channel. And talk about how things have changed from the past to now, and how great it is to have a channel that you can go to and get instantaneous weather updates for yourself and your family. And uh, so that's actually our go-to channel when we start the TVs. Oh yeah, yeah. And 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 you know, living in Central Florida, you've got. I mean, that's it's very important, it's important. for the it's very weather important. channel. Very yeah. important. And in studying TV, the trend is pretty much the most important person is the weather. And and that I mean, that's the thing. A lot of people look for look to their local TV stations for weather right. more than they do for the right. the news. 
Yep. And if you look at the structure, this is me being a geek again, but if you look at the structure of a local newscast, you'll almost always have some kind of a weather something in the first three or four minutes, but it's a tease to the longer forecast later. Right. In right. That, you know, in that half hour or whatever. You're right. I Because I remember it used to be just the news, sports, and weather at the end of the day. Right. But now they, they do throw it in there early. Yeah. yeah. And, and you know, and teasing you to get, you know, get you through. And I think... To around, watch the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And around here, I think sports is usually the last thing now. Of course, in, in my world, in, in you know, in the, the uh, D.C. area where we have a lot of teams with a lot of heritage, but not a lot of victories... <laughs> So it's right, like, okay, right. we could put sports at the end until, you know, we get like a few years ago when the Washington Capitals won the Stanley Cup. You know, that was lead stories then, but, you know. Yeah, talk about the, a plus in from then to now, because I'm still a Washingtonian sports fan. Yeah. Um, follow my Tampa teams as well, of course. Yeah. But I can, I can literally watch any Washington team I want to at any time, whether it's on TV or a streaming service. So that's another thing that's come around in time. Right. If you think about TV uh, of us growing up in the boomer era versus TV now, you have any preference? Uh, do you think any of it's better then or now, or now, or just different? Or it's totally different. Obviously, um, reality TV started such a long time ago, and that's one that sticks out to me because I've watched every episode of Survivor that's been that's been on the air. And I, that goes a long ways. It goes back to the time where I lived in Columbia, Maryland at the time. And my two boys and I would watch it every single week. So, you know, reality, I think reality TV is coming longer because now they have other shows out there, a lot of survival shows. There's Amazing Race. I don't know if you've seen Alone or not. Um, I'm aware so, of it, yeah. Yeah, because those are all where people are out there surviving, trying to win money uh, at the end. Um, like the crime drama shows have gotten better and better. I'm a big Blacklist fan. I'm disappointed it's ending in a few weeks. Yeah. It's last episode, but I've watched every one of those. Um, you know, comedy's interesting because um, I, I had a school teacher visit our house a week ago, and we were talking about Abbott Elementary and her thoughts about that TV show. And I was surprised when she said she wouldn't watch it because it is so real. How 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 they have to live in a system where the school system doesn't get a lot, you know, from the local government to fund things for the children. Um, But it's it's for me and my wife. We love that's one of the ones we love watching. Yeah. Um, Talent shows, American Idol, The Voice, America's Got Talent, and now you can vote using your mobile device while you're sitting there watching it. Uh No, that didn't happen years ago. we watch a lot of the game shows. A lot of them came back um, from the past, like you mentioned before. Uh, Family Feud, now there's Celebrity Family Feud. Uh, Wheel of Fortune, now there's Celebrity Wheel of Fortune. Love that. And now that um, I'm an adult, I can watch those crime drama shows like <laughs> Dateline 2020 and 48 Hours, which always intrigued me. I think you've already said this, but what you kind of what are you watching? What are you watching now? You're you're going back and watching a lot of old things, and also you know the new ones that you mentioned. So when I have that seventy of new new shows, if it's something my wife and I, uh, Carol, would want to watch, um, I wait for her and we watch it at our leisure. Yeah. If it's something that just I take for myself, I'll watch it at my leisure. And this time of year, you know, there's not a lot of new stuff being taped, so uh, you succumb to your streaming services or your um, reruns. 
And at that point, I turn on, you know, maybe Hallmark Channel or something, something like that. And I'll watch, you know, like I said, Little House in the Prairie, The Waltons, Gunsmoke. Um, I got to see if Kitty ever did kiss him. You know, I'm pretty sure she did, but, um, you know, things like that. Andy Griffith, um, when I, when I am done with my work day, I work from home. When I'm done with my work day and go into the family room and I'm really not into watching the local news that much. You know, there's so much bad stuff out there. I don't watch yeah, it, yeah. but I'll turn on, I'll turn on the cable and I'll scroll down and I'll find Andy Griffith. And boy, do I get grief from the people that live with me about <laughs> what are you watching Andy Griffith for? I'm like, because it's wholesome. It's easy, relaxing. I worked all day. It's time to relax. So, um, we do watch a lot of reality TV, like I mentioned earlier. And I, I really do enjoy the competition ones because to me, that's it's pretty exciting to see people go after, you know, the amazing race is wonderful. Those are our, those are our most recent viewing trends. Yeah. Uh, your, your sister likes the uh, Ninja Warrior competition. I've tried that one. Yeah. Didn't, didn't settle with me, but I did try it. Yeah. 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 Another thing, you know, a plug for DVRing your shows is... Uh, America's Got Talent is a good one. I'm not into watching people put knives down their throats. Yeah. So it gives me the opportunity to fast forward for that section. I don't even need, need to watch it. And we can fast forward past the commercials. Yeah, commercials are good. Yeah. I'm in the advertising industry. Yeah, I was but too. But it has its place. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Although it, there, there's some technology in some of the streaming services that have figured out they, they have fewer commercials and you can't fast forward past them. Right. That's right. That happened to me yesterday. I'm, I'm binge watching Yellowstone. I'd never watched it before. Oh, wow. I'm one of the few people out there that hadn't watched it. Yeah. And I'm in season two now. And I was noticing yeah, every now and then I got to wait 60 seconds, but it's worth it. One other topic I was thinking about just um, in terms of influence of television in the, in the boomer generation, I don't know if about influence so much as the kind of stuff that was happening in real time. It's in history books now, but it was in our lifetime and yeah. the TV coverage of it. And the first, the first one I can remember and maybe the most significant one of my youth would be John Kennedy's assassination and the yes. coverage yes. that went with that. I was four. Four, yeah. And believe it or not, I remember that happening because um, as a child, my sisters and I had a TV upstairs, black and white TV, of course. And yeah. TV, and I remember um, going upstairs and watching it um, on TV. The whole news coverage about it. Yeah. Um, I didn't really understand what was going on to this day. I don't. I just remember it happening. And even, I mean, in some later, you know, news events. Well, you know, it's, it seems like it's always tragedies. But you know, the um, Robert Kennedy's um, right. assassination, and he was, it was, you know, on the way to becoming the the uh, Democratic nominee for president. So yeah. 1968 that was a that was a, a year of some tragedies because it was only a few months before that that um dr martin luther king jr had been assassinated and there was a lot and when of martin luther king was assassinated and the news broke i remember being the only one in the room when it came on and i yelled to my parents do you all know someone named king he was just killed because yeah. I, I didn't know who he was yeah and my mom my mom came in crying she was so upset about it yeah but remember that vividly as well and, uh, and how about the shuttle disaster? Yes. That was bad. The thing, you know, and I was thinking it was about to t- mention the, the, the space race and all the, all the space kind of stuff. I was really, as a kid, you know, the early astronaut days and the, the lunar landing that I watched more or less live on, you know, in 1969. 
and uh, and and then you know the shuttle, like you said, the shuttle disaster, uh, 1986. At that point, though, there wasn't really any big coverage. I mean, the routine, the the launches became so routine, and yeah. and that one there was a live feed. I was working at a radio station that was connected to a TV station, so it was you know on the on their screens, but no you know soap operas or something else was on that that day. It was early. It was in the morning, late morning, I think. And it was only somebody noticed that happened, and suddenly they're breaking. You know, it's breaking news and scrambling right. to get somebody to you know to cover it. How about the um, Iran hostage when oh, that yeah, happened? Yeah, that yeah. That? And that that then uh, allowed ABC to create a show. I forget the name of it, but it starred Ted Koppel. Right. Um, it was on at eleven thirty Eastern yeah. time every night, yeah, and it on went now. through, and then. And then when the hostages came home, they still kept that news show for some time. Yeah, it went on for a long time. Yeah, it came on yeah, after, yeah. after the local news. Um, and I was thinking of the uh, the OJ chase. Yeah, yeah. The Ford Bronco chase. Everybody, everyone watched that one too. Oh yeah, and that became yeah. that that ended up being breaking news live coverage from right. helicopters right. and stuff on all right. on, on the the three networks. Right. Uh, yeah, and then nine eleven was another one that another disaster, as you mentioned, that everyone was glued their, to their TV. I remember, as you, I'm sure, do as well, where you were when it happened, and mm-hmm. you're watching it and you feel defenseless. And I was out of town getting ready to get on a plane, oh. so uh, so the family was worried, and uh, you know, of course, so many people lost their lives tragically with that one. Oh yeah, yeah, but that you know, and that was, I mean, that's some uh, outstanding coverage and. And, and something that actually TV is so scripted now, even even live shows, you know, like the Today Show and Good Morning America and those things are, are a lot of it's very scripted versus so much live in, you know, in our youth and kind of the, you know, the 9-11 tragedy, the coverage of that went back to seriously live and nothing scripted, you know, all the rule books right. were out then and people who you know, anchor or people on TV who normally wouldn't be anchors or doing serious news are suddenly doing that based on maybe where they were at that moment, especially right. in the New York area and, and well, and where I am in DC, you know, the Pentagon. So TV still has an influence. We, we started this off, Absolutely. Saying, you know, it's, it, it, you know, you can't talk about the baby boom generation without talking about TV and TV commercially being, essentially boomers because uh, you know it all started around 1946 in terms of you know actual tv stations and tv sets that people had so as many channels as there are and as many differences as there are there's some things that are still common about it that you know it kind of gives us a, a window into places where we are but it keeps us up to date on things absolutely all right anything else you want to add to our to our conversation I think the only thing that I was thinking about when we were first talking was about where TV's going in the future. There's so much cord cutting going on still today, yeah. yet oh, yeah. I'm one of the people that is not cutting the cord. I'm actually adding cords to yeah, more. <laughs> with all the yeah. streaming services. But, um, you know, one of the, I, think, I think one of the things that hit me, I believe it was the Super Bowl this year, where the advertisement on there was a QR code. It was to enter a contest of some sort, I believe. Yeah. And how how great is that that you can watch a live sporting event, take your phone, show it to the TV to enter a contest 
on the at the moment, you know. Yeah. Um, so I think I think you'll probably see a lot more of the QR code advertising on TV. Yeah, and, and also you can kind of take your TV with you. There's so many so many channels and streaming services you can watch on your phone, your iPad, wherever right. you are. At, right. at the beach where we'll all be in September. <laughs> That's right. And I have the same thing. I have my iPad, my iPhone, my computer. I can watch it wherever I want, however I want. Yeah. Earphones, no earphones. And podcasts <laughs> that did not podcasts. exist. I love, and I love podcasts. Yeah. Which yeah. goes back way back to my story earlier about taping I Love Lucy uh-huh. and then playing it later. It's, it's like a podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, Tim Walker, thank you so much for your time and uh, and your uh, You're insight, very welcome. insight into our, our boomer era TV. Very welcome. I enjoyed it. Sorry, I failed the first quiz. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> you you really you you pulled up a lot of other a, lo- a lot of other very interesting you know memories and facts and trivia. That's that's very cool. Awesome. Thank you. Here's what's coming up on Boomer Randomness. I'm not really sure what's coming up in the next episode. We'll figure something out. I do appreciate that you're listening, though. Thank you. Spread the word. Tell your friends. Learn more about Boomer Life at BoomerRandomness.com. Check us out on the Boomer Randomness Facebook and on Twitter at BoomerRandom1. Okay, Boomer, thanks for listening. And tell everyone you know about Boomer Randomness.